Hello, and welcome to On the Road with Pactimo. I'm David Newcomer, and I'm your host. Pactimo is a Colorado company known for quality, reliability, and unsurpassed customer service. Since 2003, we've shipped over 1.5 million garments to Olympians, national champions, teams, clubs, and individual cyclists around the globe. On the Road with Pactimo presents conversations with the people that make it happen. We're going to bring information to you from some of our favorite customers, industry partners, and nonprofit organizations. We'll also provide some insight to the process and products that make Pactimo your choice for custom cycling apparel. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome to episode number four of On the Road with Pactimo. Today, we're going to be talking with Justin Ahrens of Wheels for Water. He and his partner, Brian McDonald, put together something of a, a an event, a conduit event for a larger nonprofit that they support, LifeWater, that provides clean sanitation and drinking water to people in Uganda and the Democratic Republic of Congo. They've done some amazing work themselves, but we're going to talk today with Justin about the group that he's put together. They're going into their fourth year now. They focus on fundraising for LifeWater, and they've blown the doors off the goals that they've set for their first three years. I'm really excited to have them on the program today and excited to talk with them about what they've put together for 2017, and we'll share some ways that uh, you can reach out and maybe support them as well. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and get started. The new riding season is upon us, and I want to take a moment to talk to you about the Apex Mountain Bike Short and the Apex Mountain Bike Bib Short Liner, two of our newest products to the Pactimo family. Quite honestly, two of my favorite new additions this year. Featuring our new lightweight four-way stretch body fabric, the Apex Mountain Bike Short offers move where you move, unhindered mobility, and quick-drying breathability. There's their Velcro-free offset waistband button closure system, zippered pockets, zippered fly, they're just, they make it so easy to carry what you need to on the trail. If you're brave enough to carry a cell phone with you, they fit most of the phones we've got around today. The, uh, the bib short liner features the multi-density Cytec Liege Carbonium Chamois. It pairs perfectly. It's got pockets on the upper. Check them out at www.pactimo.com. They're available as a custom piece as well this year. So get out there, check them out. First, I'm really excited to, to be able to talk with you, Justin. I have shared your video and videos uh, on Vimeo um, with everyone in the office, with my friends and family. I just sent it over again to my wife this morning because I was watching it again. What a compelling story, man. You guys have really put together a, a just a, it's, a, it's such a fun uh, thing to be part of, even just watching it on film. I can't imagine what it's like to Thank to you. be out there and, and really interacting with people. And the feedback you guys have gotten is tremendous. So congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. You know, um, I'm so grateful that my writing partner and my team, uh, you know, are in the creative field. And, you know, we, we, we are able to document um, this whole experience and story. And, and just to be really transparent, obviously we do it to share it with those who sub- support the ride, but selfishly uh, now and then it is just so great to sit down and watch it because if you could imagine when you're kind of in the midst of doing something big, um, I'm uber focused. And being someone who has worked really hard to be a halfway decent cyclist, Often when you're out on the road, you are just focused on, hey, I got I to ride 100 miles today and 100 miles tomorrow. 
and uh, what do I need to do to exert energy here or conserve energy here? You know what I mean? You're kind of in in the moment. You know, that's and really so, a good, I hadn't thought about that. That's a really cool point because so many times you hear about, you know, writing is that point of therapy for so many of us that it's an opportunity to clear the head. And it's almost my form of meditation, which I've had friends and family tell me for years would, you know, to, Hey, give meditation a try. You're really going to dig it. And I'm like, I, I have a hard time sitting still, but on the bike, I feel like I accomplished much of the same thing. And with something this big, when you're, you know, worried about the logistics of, putting the ride together, the, you know, the, the cause you're working for, this must be kind of a nice opportunity. You know, you hit that point of the day where you do get a chance to let it all go. Yeah, it, it for sure is. You know, I think again, I, you'll, as you'll get to know me better, I'm a, I'm a list maker. Um, right. I tend to have, I tend to kind of, you know, visualize the day and, and sometimes a little bit of anxiety and, you know, uh, you know, one of the things about this ride that's been pretty great is we've had companies, you know, um, you know, like uh, like Pactimo support us, and uh, and also doing some of the custom jerseys with our clients. We we want to make sure that we feature those, and you know, our messaging, storytelling, and you know, sometimes you're on the bike 75 miles in, and you've been climbing all day, and your two riding partners weigh half of your weight, and you're <laughs> trying and you're trying to stay on their wheel, you know. The last thing I'm thinking of is, hey, maybe I should snap a picture of this jersey or this seat, <laughs> you know, uh, so I can tweet about it later. Um, so it's 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 a it's a mixed bag. The trust me when I say the experience far outweighs any of the challenges, and in fact, many of the challenges are some of the coolest parts of the experiences. So, um, but yeah, I, I can totally relate to the the sort of, you know. Um, just the pausing, uh, the separating, the the sort of the the meditative quality of of cycling. Um, I, it took me a while to to get there, and and now uh, even you know when you get to that pain threshold where it's just like okay, I'm comfortable here. I can keep this up for right. a while. I'm going to push mm-hmm. myself here because I've you know I've had a hard day or or um, you know what I always ride this at this little section here you know, um, at 18 miles an hour, you know, I want to become the KOM on Strava. So I'm going to push it or whatever, you know, sick thing we do as cyclists. Um, (laughs) there's something, there's something really beautiful about it. I think mentally, um, that's, you know, other cyclists will get right. Um, I'll talk to some of my friends and be like, you know, yeah, I'll I'll say something like, yeah, we did a, you know, 40 mile training ride today. You know, I wish we could have gone longer and they're thinking 40 miles might as well be like 800. Sure. Right. And, and we're thinking, man, it would have been sweet to get 60. I could have pushed 60, but you know, I had to make my, my, um, son's soccer game or whatever. Um, the reason was that I couldn't go out longer. Um, there's just so, I don't know. It's just one of the, um, parts of my life that I've really become just, it's just always gonna be part of my life. And to be able to do an event that um, engages and empowers other people that you know kind of have some of the same desires from a, a cycling or from a cause-related standpoint is really um, uh, a gift. I, I I hoped that would be the case, but I didn't realize it would feel so um, amazing to be able to you know jump on a bike with um, other people and then and then ride for a cause. Yeah. And I know that's not something, you know, we invented. It's something a lot of people do. Um, but I don't know, there's just something really special about it, you know, to, I guess it's that concept, right? When, 
um, you know, when you, you love what you do so much that it doesn't feel like work. And um, th- th- that's one of these things for sure. So one of the things to- I was one of the things I was thinking about this morning was the the unique manner in which you've built this event. And you guys started back in 2014, and I'd love to take you through each year in a second here. But one of the things that I think is unique from year to year so far is that it's not necessarily the same event. Um, in fact, it's not at all. You've had very different rights. Right. You've offered people a different way to become involved than many of the fundraising events that I've seen in the past. And I don't doubt that your ridership will grow as well. But initially, you've created this really cool avenue for people to contribute and be part of something bigger without having to do the 40 or 800 mile ride, however they perceive it in their mind. They've they've been able to give and feel good about the contributions that they've made to your effort um, in supporting you and, and however they do. And you can see that in the film. Um, you can see that very clearly in the videos. You guys did a fantastic job, both of of showing that and your excitement. You did a great job showing the sponsorship. It made it very nice to share within the office. You guys all look sharp. You look fantastic. The kit, the variety of uh, clothing and designs that you've put together for the rides is is unique and, and beautiful. Um, I think that uh, that changing nature of the event though, one of the things that I see with rides that start out very successfully as a fundraiser is that after three or four years, they kind of get stale. You know, it's it's one of these things where They'll yeah. either make it really big and they'll go for decades or they'll last maybe three to seven years and then kind of fade away. But I think with the format that you've created and not putting too much pressure on those around or supporting you necessarily, but really taking the burden on yourself and your and your group and your writers uh, and your support crew. I know they're working hard, too. Um, but it's really kind of a nice way to allow people to contribute and be part of an event um, without taking the time off that they'd need to, without necessarily committing to the physical challenges of the ride. Um, but uh, again, that was just something that I was thinking about this morning. I was like, you know, these guys have got a really unique approach to this. It's kind of cool. Well, thanks. I, I, you know, I, uh, a lot of it was purposeful, but not all of it. You know, I, I wish I could claim uh, a straight genius on uh, having the vision to see all that. I think, you know, a, a couple things happened. Um, I remember my cycling partner, uh, uh, about eight years ago, took me on my first century mm-hmm. and, uh, I remember getting to the 50 mile mark thinking, oh my gosh, I have to do this all over again. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, I was like, like 80 pounds heavier, you know, um, I had a knee replacement, you know, uh, this just seemed that hundred, that first century was a life accomplishment and it is, don't yeah. get me wrong, writing a hundred miles is, is, is a big deal. Um, and as we did different events and as I, and as I saw my friends who would, you know, um, do different rides or do, do different runs or that sort of thing, a couple of things came, um, apparent to me. One, um, technology, uh, is, is a big key to this, right? Is how can we tell the story in a way that, um, people can participate in what, when, whatever level that they feel compelled. Mm-hmm. Second, let's, let's t- tell an authentic, true story right, for people to engage and be educated on. And let's show them results. You know, a lot of times we give, you know, to organizations and, and maybe they don't have the, the, the capacity to, to re- show you in, a, in the near future what the results could be. Um, but as we were kind of doing, an, uh, you know, we call it a, a basically a, um, a messaging audit, we thought, hey, one of the unique things we have here is we can show within six months, eight months after the event what kind of impact we had as a community. And I felt that was really valuable. 
And then we thought, you know, hey, if we're going to do this, there's lots of different rides out there. You can get to lots of different things. And if we wanted people outside of our families, you know, to participate, we needed to, to I think, have it be compelling. Sure. And um, so we've worked really, really hard on that. Uh, and, you know, we, we're constantly learning different ways to do that along the way. And, um, you know, that's really kind of what set up the first year, right? You know, the first year's ride, we we had thought that we're going to do this epic ride and then maybe that would be it. We didn't know. Uh, we had no idea if we could raise the money. Um, I personally had no idea if I could make that mileage. Um, and uh, and then the other factors we built into it, you know, made it, you know, that much more uh, of a challenge. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think I... Um, you probably saw one of the videos, but we decided to ride from Boston to Chicago. Yes. Yeah. Let's and, talk about that. Um, so that was the 2014 yeah. ride that you guys put together the first right. event. Tell me a little bit yeah. about how this all came to be. I know that you started working with LifeWater on a reband on a rebranding project. Is that right? And then you guys right. actually made a trip out to yeah. Uganda. Tell me a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's, that's, that's the absolute place we should start. So yeah, we we're rebranding LifeWater. And one of the things that their CEO, um, was asking me to do, which I, I, uh, it's really changed my life is like, Hey, we want you to do this. But you know, life water is one of the oldest water organizations in the country where they work primarily in um, sub-Saharan Africa and, and a little bit in Asia, mm-hmm. helping communities get um, safe water, sanitation, hygiene, education. Um, he's like, we really, I really want you to go and see work. Uh, I, cause he wanted me to eternalize it. Right. He wanted me to look at it beyond just facts. A lot of times when we work with organizations or when we see stuff on TV, it'll say, you know, uh, one in four kids would die of a waterborne disease before the age of X. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a really sad stat. But there, there, it, it, it often we're kind of statted out in today's Twitter, 140 character, you know, Facebook post, you know. Yeah, uh, there's still that distance, uh, that safety that we have yeah. from those stats. Yeah. As, as much as they move us in hearing the numbers, it's still not something that you're personally in touch with. For sure. And when we went, I went to Uganda and when I was there, there's a couple of things that stood out to me right away. And these are all things I didn't expect. Um, First, uh, the bike is an amazing advantage Hmm. in a developing country, especially in this particular area. Mm -hmm. You know, if a jerry can, which is those yellow cans that people are probably familiar with, if you fill that up with water and it happens to be relatively clean water, when that water can is full, it's 40 pounds. And so we see, we see kids younger than my kids, you know, eight, nine, ten years old, carrying these forty-pound jugs. Right. If you have a bike, you could put eighty to one hundred sixty pounds of water on your bike. So instead of making eight trips and missing the entire school day, uh, which is a whole other problem, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you can make two and 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 make school. Right. Um, so I, I was I was seeing bikes were as taxis and water haulers. And and um, as we went around the community that week, what was amazing is you'd have these pipe, these pop up bike mechanics as they went to village to village to repair bikes. It was it just this really amazing sort of bike ecosystem that I had no um, idea that that existed. And I probably wouldn't have paid as much attention to it had I not been so into cycling. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I think what I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. They're, they're using a bike to, you know, haul hay and water. That's cool. But now I'm like looking at the bike. And I went to actually a bike shop in the town there to look at the type of bikes that were there. And and it, it was fascinating to me. Secondly, uh, when we went to these different villages, we saw a village before Life Water had um, uh, started work there. 
kind of in the middle of a project and at the end. And I had been to Africa several times before and worked with different organizations. And uh, I had never seen a transformation from, you know, A to Z as I saw uh, with their process and their approach and what and what education as far as proper sanitation, hygiene and safe water could do to a village. I was I was blown away. And, uh, you know, I went to watering um, holes that were used that were extremely unhealthy. And then I went to ones that had replaced some of those. I'd carried water and, you know, um, man, I tell you what, I was with a, a young lady and I was trying to carry her jerry can for her. She had it as you would, um, would probably stereotypically imagine, you know, kind of on top of her head. She had this little cushion on top of her head and she was doing that. And I nice. asked her if I could carry it, thinking, you know, here I am, this big, strong guy. I mean, I, Dave, I couldn't go 40 yards without like being an absolute <laughs> sweaty mess, right? And my neck hurting and all this sort of thing. And oh, man. and I think um, all these different little experiences like made all those statistics and all those images come to life for us. And so um, the last one of the last days I'd, I, we were in this community and they were showing me this village that they were about to start working in the Claro district of Uganda. And, and I had said, you know, how does this work? Like, how, you know, do you have like a price per person? Like, how do you, you know, I kind of get nerdy with stats and stuff. And like, well, we figured out that, you know, on average $40 would give someone access to, to safe water and they would get hygiene and sanitation education. So this is sort of a lifetime shift. So I'm like, okay, what do you think? For 40 bucks, you can change someone's life. And he's like, yeah. He's like, often for 40 bucks, we can save a life. That's, and that is like a that that's just that's a crazy. To me. It is absolutely um, incredible the way you guys. I, I think that's such a compelling point throughout your video and your talks, and and I know that you talk about this at every turn. But it's really, it's amazing. It puts it in such a an easily achievable um, contribution part. You know, on our on our side, that right. it's just like forty bucks. Yeah, absolutely. Where do I sign up? Right, and and and. Um, that's kind of how I felt. In fact, I was thinking about our talk today and I went to, uh, uh, I've been a little sleepy. So I went to Starbucks and I got a vente coffee with a, like a espresso shot in it. Um, just what I need. Um, and that was four <laughs> bucks, you know, that's four bucks. So think about right. if I did that every day, right. For yeah. 10 days, Absolutely. You know, that's, that's, that's one person. So we're there and they said the first part of this village is going to serve a thousand people. So that's $40,000. And so I said, Hey, I want to, I want to, I want to sponsor that. Now I don't have forty thousand dollars laying around my account that I can just write a check. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was committing to something that felt really scary to me. And um, my 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 buddy Brian and I, who was the co-founder of Wheels for Water, we had talked about doing some sort of cycling event. We were just trying to figure out what we would do and how we would do it. And this is for a couple of reasons. One, I, I I wanted to kind of shift my life to get more in shape, and that's just kind of a personal reason. But we also wanted to collaborate on a project together as organizations. He has a film production company. I have a branding firm. And so we're trying to think, think how, how we can first activate our nuclear families, both our work family and then our family family. Uh, and then how we can bring our community together and really educate those about the world water crisis. And so we looked on a map and we looked at our schedules. And I was going to be speaking in Boston. And it just so happens that about the distance from Boston to Chicago is around 1,000 miles. And I'm, I just said, hey, Brian, what about if we – if we try to get every mile we ride sponsored for 40 bucks, that seems something that that seems more doable to me. And cause as I was trying to break, break it down, right? Like I, I probably know between social media and my friends, friends, I, I probably know, you know, a thousand people. Maybe we can get, you know, if we combine our forces, right. you know, maybe we can get each mile sponsored 40 bucks. Right. And so that, that seemed a little less daunting and doable. 
No, the math so, works out beautifully. A thousand mile ride, yeah. 40 bucks a mile, $40 saves a life. I mean, you've got so many things kind of uh, congruent working together there. And uh, yeah, absolutely. That's a great, that's a great formula. I love it. So that's kind of what we started. Uh, make a long story short, as we kind of got into it, um, uh, we decided that we thought it would be interesting to add a level, a level of, um, uh, of uh, challenge. And so we decided like when Brian and I, and we had one other rider join us, um, got to Boston, we would not drink any water that we didn't filter ourselves. And so we had a couple of carbon filters, we had a stereo pen. And as soon as I landed at Logan, um, uh, you know, we had a support crew, you know, kind of all set up, you know, some of the logistics, I won't bore you with how we kind of set that up. But, um, you know, we, uh, went up to this campground, um, right outside of Boston and uh, put our bikes together and um, started um, testing our filters, which we had tested in Illinois in our bathtubs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we put it into a pond that had scum on it, all of our filters clogged. So that first day, we only got half the water we needed. Um, so we're, we were really concerned about that. And so, you know, um, I was, you know, to be really transparent, terrified about riding, you know, we were going to ride five days straight and then a day break and then five days after that. It was a it ended up averaging just a little over like 85, 90 miles a, a day. Okay. Um, and so, uh, you know, that first couple of days I, I struggled big time, um, trying to figure out how to eat, trying to figure out how to get the water filtered and all that sort of thing. And we had some pretty, um, hilarious and horrible things happen. Like for example, <laughs> when we were, we were using our stereo pen one night at this pond and it slipped out of Brian's hands and fell into the pond. And so he decided to jump in, try to get it, but the water was like freezing. So <laughs> we lost our stereo pen and, you know, here's my riding partner. It's midnight. We're going to start, you know, we're going to be, you know, uh, clipping in at 6am and, you know, he's basically getting, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, pneumonia in the, in the water, you know, just freezing in the water, I should say. And so oh, all those no. kind of things ended up happening. <laughs> we, we, uh, you know, luckily no one got hurt. Um, you know, we had, uh, um, I broke the record for flats. Um, but, uh, you know, from, from end to end, we ended up in the end riding 1,207 miles. Not that I was counting, of course. And, uh, when we, when we, uh, when we got to Ch- to Chicago, we had not raised the 40,000, we had raised just over 90,000. Wow. Um, and then by the, by the time the year closed out, we'd raised 102,000. Justin, that's outstanding. And, so this was you, yeah. Brian, Brian McDonald, and Tony Narducci on your first ride, right? And, and yeah. the three of you have yeah. done every and event had, since then together as well. Yeah, yeah. We had Ryan Connery also joined us. Okay. Um, and we had some other support staff on on the team, but th- that's sort of like the, the core nucleus um, uh, with Ryan as well. And um, so you know, we we ended up you know helping you know two and a half, almost two and a half times what what we thought, and uh, that uh, you know. It, I'm, I'm proud of myself right now because usually I get emotional and I'll start weeping about how cool that was. And so, so that was the year one. And, and, you know, we thought, wow, that's, that's great. Uh, to me, it felt like a life moment, you know, um, Absolutely. I, I, a I never ridden life that moment. <laughs> um, thank you. And, and, you know, life water was, you know, they were of course thrilled, you know, we didn't have, you know, I was terrified that we weren't going to raise 40 grand, you know? And so the next year, you know, uh, right after that ride, um, uh, we were talking about it and, and then, you know, around January of the following year, they'd said, Hey, we're going to go to the Congo and, and we're going to try this new, um, project. Uh, the Congo is like the second largest, um, rainforest in the world. It's really untouched. It's really hard to get into there. Mm-hmm. It's not super, um, you know, stable on the border and, 
but they were going to be in the heart of the the jungle. Like you'd have to take a um, a bush a bush pilot into the into the bush, and and you know you land on a on a grass airstrip, and uh, they wanted to try they want to try a project. And it's one of the things I love about LifeWater is is they want to go to the hardest of the hard places. Um, they want to reach those who need it the most. Um, and so they said, hey, we, we want to try with 450 kids uh, in the school. And so um, I was like, well, you know, uh, you know, I run a business. I have, you know, I, I have four kids and and uh, and, a, and a marriage that I want to to keep being healthy. And um, uh, doing half the distance seemed a lot more doable to me than another, you know, two plus weeks of sure. doing that. And so we decided that we were going to challenge ourselves um, uh, again and and um, and ride actually in California along the coast. We couldn't fill the water for lots of reasons. Primarily, California had water had a drought, but um, we also wanted to ride just north of San Francisco down to San Luis Obispo, which is where LifeWater's headquarters were. Okay. And so uh, I didn't know at the time that it happens to be one of the most beautiful rides in America. Um, going up uh, down the coast, you know, past through San Francisco, across the Golden Gate Bridge, by Pebble Beach, up through Big Sur, into San Luis Obispo. I mean, it was literally breathtaking. Absolutely. Now, for me, I'm not. You a, can't beat it. For That's me, I'm really such an yeah. amazing part of the country. Yeah, and and really for us, what we wanted to do was we wanted to you know do it in five days. We wanted to push the pace. We wanted to try to challenge ourselves. I'm not a climber. Mm-hmm. Um, I really really want to be, but gravity is not in my favor. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, there were some days that were really really brutal um, for me, where you know my partners were you know in half hour forty minutes before I was, and I was. Um, and that was only because I released them. They they would be more than happy to pull me up the mountain if I needed to. But so that ended up being like a really intense, amazing, beautiful, totally different experience. Um, and uh, we had again, we we had a lot of people, both organizationally, uh, corporately, and individually, come alongside us. And and this time we wanted to raise eighteen thousand five hundred dollars to help those four hundred fifty um, kids. And and to make a long story short, in the end, we had raised just over sixty. Um, and we, uh, yeah, again, we were blown away. And so, um, right after that, we had the privilege of going back to Uganda to see the work that we had, I had seen just a few years earlier that had not been started, but seeing it near completion. And so that was really emotional and incredible. And then we went actually over the border in one of those, um, uh, you know, basically missionary planes into the, into the jungle to visit the um, community that um, they had just started building some of the stuff that we had helped fund uh, to, to witness it and then to, to share with the people who supported us, you know, evidence of that, you know, imagery, Excellent. video, all that sort of thing. Um, and so, you know, that really kind of led uh, uh, really quick to the third year where people said, hey, I want to keep giving, but I want to ride with you. How can I do that? Yes. Hey, let me do this real quick, Justin. Let me mention this for the for the people listening. Um, because I don't want to lose track of this. Part of what I want to accomplish here today is to help you meet your fundraising goals for 2017. And we'll talk about that event, obviously, in, in a few. But if you go to wheelsforwater.org, there's a donate button on your website, an award-winning website, by the way, I noticed. Fantastic. Very easy to get through. But that donate button there, if you guys are interested in helping Justin and Brian and Tony and Ryan and all these guys put together this this ride that they're going to do and the fundraising they need to accomplish for 2017, um, that's the place to do it. www.wheels4water.org and there's a donate button. You can also find their videos out on Vimeo. Um, you guys have put together some amazing stuff there. I wanted to say too, what I think that the CEO's name for, for LifeWater is also Justin. I forget his last name offhand. 
Um, yeah, Justin Arducci, yeah. yeah. But what a fantastic uh, insight on his part to send you guys there initially and to make sure that, you know, you establish this connection and, and the follow-up too. It's uh, at every turn, whether or not this was planned or stumbled upon, it seems like you guys are just, you've got something behind you that's helping guide uh, this effort. And it's really, it's really fun to watch. So, so then 2016, you got more people interested in doing the event with you. And I know that the event, again, it changes a bit. Tell me what, uh, tell me what you guys did here in, in Arizona and Illinois. Yeah, so we had people, um, you know, we had the year before, we actually had one of the biggest creative conferences, Have Wheels for Water Be Their Cause. So we were able to get up on stage in front of, you know, several thousand um, creatives who tend, a lot of those tend to be cyclists, and tell the story. And we had a lot of people come up and say, hey, we'd love to ride with you. We'll donate, you know, but we want to we wanna actually have more skin in the game, which is really what we want. We, we, we really hope that people shift their understanding of water. Cause like right now, David, you and I could get up, we, you could walk to your, you know, if you're at your house, you could walk to your kitchen, you could get water probably several different ways out of your fridge or out of your mm-hmm. sink. Um, you go to the bathroom and, and take care of your business and flush it and you know, all that sort of thing. You, you have all the access to this. And so we really wanted to, you know, create an opportunity for people to think about that and, and hopefully just shift a bit to see that, man, um, not everyone in the world has that access. And so we uh, were trying to figure out um, the best way to do it. Doing one big ride wasn't really working to get a large group of people together. And so we thought, hey, why don't we, why don't we set up three opportunities? One, we'd have a ride, a century ride in Illinois, because that's, you know, that's where I'm from. So that's our biggest, and we're Brian's from, that's our biggest support base. And then Tony's from Phoenix. And so uh, we could have a ride in Phoenix a different part of the year. So if people wanted to, uh, you know, fly out to either of them, or since those are some of our big support areas, they can come ride with us. That'd be great. And then we also asked people around the country if they wanted to have, create their own team or or ride already with a pre-existing ride and raise money um, through our donation system that they could do that. And so, you know, we had our ride here in Illinois in, in July, and, and it was it was just phenomenal to have. You know, um, we ended up having like I think uh, 30, 35 riders. We kind of capped it um, just because we uh, um, were nervous that if we had a ton of riders show up, that, that we we wanted to have an excellent experience. So we felt that was a a, a group that capacity that we could that we could manage and so mm-hmm. we did um a 15 100 and for a lot of those riders it was their first big ride you know it was like their marathon it was their you know first 5k whatever um and that was that was amazing and so we kind of had team illinois team arizona team anywhere and so our goal to collectively together was to raise similarly to the first year you know forty thousand dollars um and uh so we did that in illinois and then we did the same thing in arizona we did 40 and 80 and it was a hot, hot, windy day. I, I bonked at about mile seventy. Um, that was a that could be tough. That was embarrassing and humbling. Yeah, it was embarrassing <laughs> and humbling. But you know, it happens. It happens to everybody. Um, and then uh, we had some people ride around the country, and so that was really uh, a phenomenal experience to bring people in uh, from a community standpoint. And so, and again, you know, uh, uh, for us, the level of success is people being engaged, but also we ended up, you know. Uh, blowing away our fundraising goal and, and, and raising just over 70,000. So uh, th- this whole thing has been crazy. And, and uh, I'll tell you one funny quick side story. Um, uh, so along the way, this first year, I was talking to one of my buddies and he goes, hey, do you know do you know Christian Vandeveld? And I said, yeah, I know Christian Vandeveld. He's one of my favorite American cyclists. Right. You know, how do you know him? Because this guy wasn't a cyclist. You know, he, he, he he's, he's, he's an athlete, but, you know, he doesn't, you know, at the time he didn't own a bike and, and he's kind of in the construction business. He's like, oh, I, I met him the other day, and I was telling him about your event. And I'm like, you did not meet Christian Vandeveld. I mean, it's so random. I thought, <laughs> no, maybe he's something. 
And maybe he is telling the truth, right? Because, you know, you'd think if he's going to pick someone, he'd pick someone, you know, that he may know, like Lance sure. or something. And so, okay. So uh, he ended up connecting us. I end up, we end up having a beer with Christian, ends up living in Illinois, about a half hour from my house. Oh, excellent. And, uh, and he goes, hey, you know, I just had my retirement party. Too bad it was the Tuesday night. You guys could come back, you know, to my riding barn and we could, you know, just talk more. And I was so uh, we go back and we end up talking to Christian and, and, and he ends up um, over the last couple of years um, being really supportive, connecting, with, connecting us with people. And then um, uh, I don't know if you saw, remember this commercial. He did this commercial for NBC Sports where he talked about the most important part of the tour stage is um, in, his, in his garage in Chicago during the winter. Yeah. So he, invite, he invited us over to his house during like um you know when it was minus 50 here in chicago to ride in his training barn so i was so excited I was like oh we're gonna ride at christian vandeveld it's gonna be incredible so brian and i pull up there on our bikes and we get into his garage and we put our bikes on trainers and and we're all ready to go and we're kind of looking around for him so here here christian comes in with a stopwatch a parka um and a big coffee and he goes oh, i'm not gonna be riding with you boys but i'm gonna torture you for the next hour <laughs> And uh, it was so awesome. You know, it ended up being like five degrees in his barn. And he just like killed us for, uh, you know, half hour, 40 minutes. And we talked about form and, and you know, how to pick. It was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was the best. So um, that's my little you know, famous. That's good for. stuff. That's outstanding. All right. So, Justin, you've got through your first three years. And this year takes a new turn. You guys have a pretty big goal on the books so uh let's talk about this uh 2017 event you guys are putting together now yeah so this year uh, it's kind of interesting if you look at the years we've sort of gone backwards you know you would think pacing wise normally you'd probably want to start with a maybe a group ride and then go to you know a 500 mile ride and then go to a you know a, a thousand mile ride um and uh so we really wanted to kind of shift the story but also um help that original community that we saw, we want to help close that project out. In order to do that, um, LifeWater needs about $200,000 um, uh, to do that. And so that, that is a big, big, big scary number for us. And so we thought, hey, we need to go, we need to do something that um, is really going to push us and bring people in it and just be an exciting adventure. And so we decided that um, we're going to go coast to coast in 10 days from San Diego to St. Augustine or Jacksonville. We're still kind of working out some of those logistics. Okay. And we're going to do a relay. So I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to ride 50 miles. Brian's going to ride 50 miles. We have two other riders. They'll ride 50 miles. I'm going to get back on the bike and ride whatever's left over. And so we have to ride just over 300 and some miles a day to get from coast to coast in 10 days. Um, and our and our hope in doing this um, ride and, you know, pushing ourselves and, and having a, a new story is, is we want to ride 10 days to reach 10,000. So that, um, that if we're able to get to our goal that, um, after four years of doing this event to date, we will have reached over 10,000, um, Africans with safe waters, sanitation, hygiene, education. And so, well, we're really excited about the possibility. We're a little intimidated by it. We actually just had a team meeting last night talking about the route and some of the areas that we're going to be in. There's not a lot around, mm-hmm. um, and so we're gonna we're gonna do the ride in September. That gives us um, more of the year to train and to raise awareness and support. Usually, we ride you know um, end of spring, early summer, and. Um, so yeah, we're really excited about uh, this um, and and anxious about it. I think in a good way. And uh, we're hoping to get a lot of people um, 
you know, either sharing what we're doing to help um, get people aware of it. Uh, uh, hopefully, people support a mile, right? Um, Forty bucks per mile is is giving one person water for life. Yes. Um, or 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 more. Um, uh, or if people want to have their own little cycling event, you can go to our our donate page and set up your own team and say, hey, I want to raise hundred bucks or five hundred bucks or a thousand bucks or whatever you're comfortable with, and all that money will go towards our ride. That would be amazing. Because um, we know this year, in order for us to get that, uh, we're going to have to um, uh, really spread the word and, and hopefully activate other people. And so if anyone's interested, uh, of course, go to our website, wheelsforwater.org. Shoot us a, um, uh, an email or a tweet or whatever, and we will supply all the information, all the data, um, all the stuff that we're doing um, for you to understand you know, kind of what we're all about we're going for and we're hoping at the end of our ride in September that we've uh, uh, reached our goal and are helping over 10,000 get, get safe water. And, and Justin, that contact information is on your website as well, as far as the Twitter account and yep. um, you've got a, a yep. good feed there. I've noticed it's right front and center um, and getting in touch with you guys to, to figure out how to help as well. I've already got commitments from friends and family here. Um, myself included. We're really looking forward to seeing what you guys put together oh, wow. this year. It's just a, uh, it's really like I said. You you said earlier that you usually tear up, and I've I've gotten choked up watching your videos. You guys, it's it's fantastic, and you can tell that your support crew Ryan is is a. You can tell he's really good at motivating you guys and and keeping things cool and calm and moving forward. And um, it's just it's really it's a great experience to watch, and the interaction you guys get from the the people that you're meeting on the way it's such an easy story to connect to immediately. And I think you guys are doing a great job telling it. So, um, best of luck. And, and I'll certainly be, uh, watching things closely. I know you're going to be out here in May. I look forward to seeing you. Um, we'll get out for a ride if we yeah, can. I, I'll see if I can find a bike if you don't have one with you and we'll, we'll get out for a couple of miles. <laughs> That'd be amazing. And, and let me just say too, and, and I know we haven't talked about this and, and you may even cut this from the podcast, but you know, your guys' support, has been really integral to our success in storytelling. Um, when I can uh, have people, you know, purchase a, a jersey or, you know, um, I've probably got 30 people w- addicted to your bibs now um, <laughs> who didn't wear bibs before. So, um, but we're, we, can, we as a creative firm can design a custom jersey. And, um, you know, we have some clients that don't even ride. But here's what's cool. I walk into their foyer you know the sort of their their meeting area sure and they have they have the jersey we designed for them in a frame and it says hey we helped you know a thousand people get safe water outstanding so that's pretty cool i don't know um, why i would and, cut uh, this from the podcast are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> and and as a side note we just did a gallery show of the of the work that we did for um the ride and all 13 custom jerseys that we've designed for you guys are have its own special display um, so people can see the impact of, you know, color for safety when it comes to riding and then what you can do when it comes to telling the story. So, um, it's been, it's been really awesome to have you guys support. Um, thank you for having us on this podcast. Oh, thanks. Justin. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. It's, uh, it's, it's really, it's been, I've been looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to putting this together and sharing it with others as well. And uh, again, I hope that we can help make a difference in your fundraising this year. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how things all come together. And, uh, this has been a pleasure. Thanks, David. Excellent, Justin. Hey, take care. And, um, we will talk with you soon. 
Man, what a great group of guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this as much as I did. Every time I get an opportunity to talk with somebody, it feels like I'm just learning so much more about all the wonderful things you guys are out there doing. So everyone keep up the good work to Justin and Brian and Tony and Ryan and all the guys that are getting together to support him this year. Everyone that's writing and supported this effort. Uh, congratulations to you. I know that this year is going to be an amazing event. Really looking forward to seeing what you guys put together and um, look forward to talking to you all again soon.